hurt people hurt people. Have you ever heard that saying before? The idea there is that when there is somebody who is causing pain and hardship for someone else, odds are that that wrong that they're doing might have its roots in wrongs that they themselves have suffered. Things that they were subjected to by someone else so that the cycle just keeps on going. Unfortunately, because of the reality of sin in this world, that's something that many of us struggle with. Yet, look at how Jesus and the example that he sets and the teaching that he gives about forgiveness, how it can change even those most painful of situations when we put them into practice. We see this in no less than his own crucifixion. In Luke chapter 23, beginning with verse 32, where we read, two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he's the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourselves. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we're receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. There's so much that I find sadly familiar about that thief railing at Jesus there on the cross. Because there's just something about us as human beings that when we're hurting, we often lash out and cause pain to other people. Many times if it's not deserved. How many times have you seen it where one kid gets caught at home or at school and they're quick to throw their sibling or schoolmate under the bus so that they go down with them? Or how many times have you had a bad day at work, but then you bring it home with you and you bite off your spouse or another family member's head for something that didn't deserve it at all? You hurt them because you're stressed, because you're hurting in some way. Well, here we have a criminal who is hurting. He's naked. He's hanging there, nails through his hands and through his feet. 
they're being executed, yet he is piling on to Jesus because so often in our sinful state, that's how we are. That's how we react. When we can't find comfort for ourselves, we'll settle for causing someone else to hurt. And if we can tear somebody down so that they're lower than we are, if we can pile on so that somebody's hurting more than we are, we almost trick ourselves into thinking that somehow makes it better. But that's wrong. That's not a way to truly experience healing. That's not a way to experience freedom. We fall into that sometimes without even thinking about it. Yet, Jesus teaches us a different way. He teaches it to us several chapters earlier in Luke's Gospel, back in chapter 6 where he's preaching, and he tells his followers that the judgment that we use, the condemnation that we use, or the forgiving, or the giving that we do, Whatever measure we use will be measured back to us. And isn't it interesting that now, towards the end of Jesus' life, no less than a criminal getting crucified next to him seems to get it. He understands. He sees that his fellow criminal is hurting Jesus and that Jesus doesn't deserve that. That that's not going to help his situation, that's only going to put him even greater under God's condemnation. So the criminal recognizing this, the criminal recognizing how innocent Jesus is as he speaks gracious words of forgiveness there while they're killing him, that criminal makes a different choice. A choice that actually does bring healing. A choice that actually does promote reconciliation and gives and that's our challenge, too, if we're going to be followers of Jesus. To not just know what he says about not judging and not condemning, about forgiving and giving, but truly embodying it to catch ourselves when we're the ones hurting others. When it's the things that we're saying that are piling on to somebody. When we're the ones inflicting the wounds. We can come up with all sorts of reasons for why we feel justified in that. But it's all wrong. We're not meant to do that. God means us for more. And if we'll recognize that, if we'll change direction, if we won't use our pain as an excuse for why it's okay that we lose our temper, that we get impatient, that we say hurtful, hateful things to others, but instead cry out to Jesus for mercy. Cry out to Jesus for help. Believe that the pain won't always last, but that Jesus can bring us somewhere where we experience true healing. And if in that belief, we truly change. We're truly changed by being in Jesus' presence. Then those cycles don't have to keep getting repeated. Those sins don't have to keep getting passed down from generation to generation. Those chains can be broken. We can actually be lifted up instead of just trying to drag people further down into the mire with us. We can have real hope. What Jesus did there on that cross that day makes it possible. He suffered to bear our sins, our griefs. By his stripes, we can be healed if we'll come. Cool.